You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Andre Johnson, he is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of 15 men to be named a finalist. They'll determine the Hall of Fame class. It'll be five modern-era candidates getting induction into Canton this summer. We hope that Andre is one of them. Here's Andre Johnson yesterday at a press conference at NRG Stadium saying that um, people paid attention to what he did. I never really put too much thought into what everybody else thinks. Um, but, you know, to achieve, have this, you know, achieve this accomplishment, I think it uh, just showed that people did pay attention to the things that I did do. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's out of my control. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've did everything that I've needed to do to, uh, you know, to achieve the accomplishment, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I saw a cut from McLean. John McClain was at the press conference yesterday. I saw a cut from him on one of the news, one of the uh, morning news uh, today uh, here in Houston. And John said that, and John knows this stuff. John's one of the voters, for those who don't know. So John's been in dozens and dozens of these um, these Hall of Fame debates, these Hall of Fame votings. And John said that if it gets to, if you get to 10 if, if, if Andre gets from 15 down to the final 10, and the final 10 do not include Reggie Wayne or Torrey Holt, yeah. he feels oh. really good about Andre's chances of getting in. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. If, he's, if, if, if Andre, those are the only other two wide receivers among the 15. If Andre's yeah. the only receiver in the final 10, then John said he feels really good about Andre getting in. You know who reminds me of Andre Johnson is Leroy Selman. Because uh, Leroy Selman is a defensive end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think he was drafted in their first draft. He was right. he was an awesome player on an expansion era team, an expansion team, and that was back when expansion teams just there was no free agency. Wow. You just had to suck and suck and suck until eventually you were good. So uh, yeah, he was the first round pick in 1976. Yep. And I think that's a guy that people just flat out respected so much um, because he was so good. But it, I, I, I don't know how many efforts it took him to get into the Hall of Fame. I think he's a guy that if he had played for a marquee franchise during that time, um, then they probably would have, you know, he would have been a slam dunk. Although the Bucks, you know what? The Bucks went to the NFC Championship game in their fourth season. For, was it fourth season? Yeah, they played the Rams. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually, okay, I take it back. Um, they went to that, but other than that, they still were, they were an okay team after that. Like they ended up being, they went to the playoffs a couple times, um, but they certainly didn't have massive success. And most, most of those seasons were struggling other than their little stretch of playoffs there. They were winning two games, six games, two games. It, they were a bad team for the vast majority of time of Leroy Selman's time there. Um, but it just, the, the performance just was, was too dominant to ignore. And I think that's where Andre is. Yeah. I'm looking here. Okay. So let's see. He, he was, I guess see what year he got into the hall of fame. Cause he retired in 1984. And he played his entire career with the, he did with the, with the, with so the he didn't Bucks. play that long. No, he didn't. He didn't. And he didn't make a Pro Bowl until that year you're talking about when they made the NFC title game when he was a defensive player of the year that year. 
So he was. Uh, so he played nine seasons. The first three seasons, they won a total of seven games in three seasons. It's a fourteen-game set schedule. Yeah. So um, it wasn't as bad. <laughs> I love it wasn't that as caveat. Bad back then, yeah. I love that caveat. They only won seven games, but hey, right. they only played fourteen games a year. So, um, but yeah, so they had they had a stretch of four years where they went to the playoffs three times, and then they were back to going two and fourteen, six and ten. Okay. Uh, and he was three-time AP All Pro, right? He yeah he was yeah. yes he was he was a, a great player no doubt he's a Hall of Famer he got in in 1995 so it took Leroy Selman which I love this comparison Seth because you're right like arguably greatest player in franchise now the Bucks have had some great players since then obviously um, but he's you know he's an all time great 1995 which means his first crack at it if he retired in 84 85 86 87 88 his first crack at it was 89, so it took him seven tries to get in, Leroy yeah. Selman. As a defensive lineman, and he only played nine seasons, which, you know, um, I don't know if that mattered as much back then. I think yeah. a lot of times guys guys were still retiring because they could make more money at the meat distributorship than they could play football in some right. respects. So uh, not Leroy Selman, but other guys. Here's a scenario for you. Yeah. If it takes Andre seven tries to get in, That'll yeah. be 2028, 20, uh-huh. which would mean he would go in with J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, yeah. I so, think he's in far before that. I do, too. I do, too. But I'm curious what the preference is for Texan fans. Would you rather have Andre Johnson go in one year and J.J. Watt another year so you get to experience it twice? Or would it be cool to have the two greatest players of all time go in together. And I wonder what the guys would prefer, JJ that, and Andre. <laughs> that part would be cool that they would be there together, but it would almost feel like a diminishment of Andre's career somehow that uh, in a in a way that I just it, you know, not logically necessarily, but it just would it would feel like it was taking some of the shine away from Andre. JJ would overshadow way. him, right? A right. Well, yeah, I mean in the national media's eye and everything. Yeah. yeah I guess it's just and it's the fact that Andre would have had to wait as long as he did. Um, to to get there, yeah. As, as JJ gets in on the first, duck. I don't. I feel like that would be a greater chasm than there should be between those two guys' careers. Yep. So I would prefer it not to be that way. I would prefer to Sean uh, travel expenses be damned. I would prefer it to happen two separate times. I do too. The first one being this year. I yes. think it'd be fun as hell to go twice. I, I that's that's my my whole thing. Overshadowing, not overshadowing. If I were either of the players, I'd want to go in solo, not with another. It sounds selfish, but that that's that's I, what I would want. Yeah. Um, but I, I I just as a fan, I just want to go twice. That's it. I got to be honest with you too. Yeah, uh, I wish the NFL would do something about making those guys sit out there on that stage in the sun in their blazers. Mm. Uh, it's so hot. It's yeah. uh, it's frankly too much. It's really what kept me from deciding to have a Hall of Fame career. Right? Was I used to watch these guys at the induction, and you know how much I sweat. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to. It's not worth it. I'm just going to roll along. <laughs> just going to uh, yeah. kind of fly in that middle class. I don't yeah. want to be uh, like the Ray Lewis. Like, you know, like right now, Ray Lewis is the sweatiest guy to ever, to, ever to give an induction speech. That was crazy. Uh, only because Seth Payne never gave one. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, now I want you to introduce either Andre or JJ while you're there, so you have to sweat up on stage. J.J. Watt presented by Seth Payne. (laughs) J.J. presented by somebody who never played with him. Right, Uh, right, right. (laughs) Fellow defensive lineman from the Houston Texans. Has more of a texting relationship with him than anything. Right, uh, right, Sure, okay. Maybe as close as anybody truly is with J.J. Watt, (laughs) Seth Payne. Um, A little Carlos Correa news. This is from John Heyman of the New York Post. Um, Carlos Correa's camp renewed contact 
with at least another interested team or two beyond the Mets on Thursday as negotiations over proposed contract language changes in his agreed-upon $350 million deal ran into at least a hiccup or two. There's been decent hope for two weeks that Correa and the Mets could finalize the agreement with a few alterations, and Correa's camp had limited discussions with the Mets until Thursday. But two weeks into the discussions, the unresolved issues have at least led Scott Boris, Correa's agent, to check in with other teams. The incumbent twins, who know Correa best and offered close to $285 million over 10 years, were one of the teams in some contact with Boris, which is something you and I have talked about every time this topic has come up. The Twins. Could he go yeah. back to the Twins? Yeah. yeah. Could he go back to the Twins? The Twins did not spend heavily at all in free agency, so presumably they've still got money to spend. All these, They all have money to spend, Sean. They're just living off of the revenue sharing, these saps. So, um, uh, yeah, I've, that probably seems like the most likely scenario. But the question is, are the Twins going to take another sweetheart deal where they allow him to just be a free agent again next year. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the offer was ten years, two eighty five. I, I, like, there's got to be a concern if you're Minnesota that whatever issue it is that the Mets and the Giants are seeing, that your medical people are going to see the same thing. And I know people are going to say, "Yeah, but he signed with them last year. He played for them last year." Yeah, I get it. But it was basically a glorified one year deal. It's you know whatever this is, whatever this issue with Carlos Correa is. I mean, I feel like we can say with a decent amount of certainty that it has to do with what years, you know, the back end of this deal, you know, year maybe the back half of the deal could look like with this injury as opposed to 2023 and 2024, right? Dude, I'll tell you what. I think this is extreme, and I don't think you would ever do it. But, like, Carlos, if this is an issue – I think he could just go ahead and go like a rich man's Genevieve Clowney, basically a Dior Clowney uh, version of what Clowney does. We're just go and sign one and two year deals and uh, be a, a nomad of the game, but maybe a nomad for greatness. Like you just go and sign the Yankees, the Mets, somebody like that would give you uh, a good chance. Look, Cody Bellinger has been awful for three years in a row. Awful. Cody Bellinger is at his average over the last three years is like a 200. He's been just pathetic. He got a one-year, seventeen point five million dollar deal this year. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel like I feel like uh, Correa could just you know be a citizen of the a citizen of the league and just kind of bounce around a little bit. Yeah, if he's got whatever this issue. I wish I wish they would give a little clarity into this. Like Correa's camp keeps saying it's no big deal. Boris says it's no big deal. Yeah. Okay, if it's no big deal, then just uh, tell us what the deal is. You know? Right, right, like, well, right. If it's no big deal, let us know what the deal is, and perhaps, and not that he owes anything to the fans or anything, but it's just curious, it's curious that it would be this big a deal to two teams, and uh, well, well, Boris is saying it's no big deal. We, well, we know, the reports have been it's the ankle, you're saying something even more specific than that with the ankle? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, great, it's an ankle, okay. I yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can have a head problem. That's a, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of different heads. No, no, no. That's yeah. No, I, I get what you I get it. I get what you're saying. Like Phineas Gage had yeah. a head problem. It's just a head problem. Yeah. It's got to be something significant because these are two teams now, the Giants and the Mets, that have celebrated him as the centerpiece of their off season. Right. Maybe, maybe the Mets. The Mets not as much as the Giants for sure. I mean, the Mets signed Verlander. You know, like they had other things they did, but. For the Giants, he was celebrated as the future face of the franchise. No doubt about that. And the Mets were sort of celebrating him as almost like the finishing move 
on a, a spectacular offseason. Well, that's where I wonder, what if what if this was a mega misstep by Boris and Correa in that maybe the Giants did genuinely just want to take an extra day or two with it just to consult their experts. It was on the weekend, correct, when the reversal was? Yeah. Was it a Sunday morning that we woke up? Or Well, it was Christmas weekend, too, so it was just a, it was a weird weekend. Yeah. Um, so maybe the Giants really did just want to wait for their doctor to get back from Cabo or something yeah. to just rubber stamp something. Because, as you said, the Giants especially had missed out on Judge – after a report that Judge was – so the fans in San Francisco were ecstatic that they had at least gotten Correa, and the Giants suffered a lot more from saying no. So there's a chance that the Giants really were just going to – they were going to sign off on the deal. It was just going to take a little time, but Boris and Correa got a little cute. It's a fascinating story. No yeah. Doubt. We'll, we'll, we'll keep eyes on it for sure. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. It's a football Friday, which means we are at that juncture. It's about 8-14 on a Friday. So the segment everybody's talking about, Max Picks. Mac went 2-1 and one last week, trying to go 3-0 and oh this week. Max Picks, and I know Mac is heavily invested. Of course, Mattress Mac, Jim McInville, Gallery Furniture, founder and owner. Heavily, heavily invested in TCU in that national championship game, aren't you, Mac? We're excited and invested in TCU Horned Frogs winning the big game in Inglewood, California on Monday night, January 9th against the team from Georgia. So, absolutely, customers come out and buy a mattress, 3000 or better. And Tempe, Sealy, Stearns, and Foster have it delivered the same day. If TCU wins the big game on Monday night and the match is delivered before the game starts, you get not one, but two times your money back, Sean, by a $5,000 match. You get $10,000 back. What a deal. It's going on right now in Gallery Furniture on mattresses. And if the Frogs win, you win twice your money back. That's a perfect segue into our picks. That's a great promotion, Mac. I love that. Um, that's an easy segue into the pick. So needless to say, if you got all this going to TCU Moneyline, you're easily taking the 13, right, against the Bulldogs as well. I'm taking TCU uh, straight, up, straight up on the money line. I think TCU is going to win the team of destiny. Uh, not that Georgia's not a good team. They certainly are, but I think it's TCU's year. They're on a roll, and they're going to win Monday night in California. All right, let's get to a couple games in the NFL, Mac, and we'll start with our team right here in Houston, traveling up to Indianapolis to close out the season. Indy is a two-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Who do you got in that one? I think Indy's going to squeak by. We need the number one pick, so that'll work out. Indy will win the game, and we'll win the number one pick. All right, do they, so do they cover the two-and-a-half, Indy? Uh, yeah, they covered. They covered the two and a half. All right, so there you go. Indy minus two and a half. And then Mac, our team up in Dallas traveling to Washington. Dallas still has a chance to get the number one seed in the NFC right now. Commanders are getting seven points in this game against Dallas. Who do you got? Are the Commanders still in contention for the playoffs? They are not. I got Dallas all the way. Dallas will lay the points. Dallas going to win. Dallas is going to crank it up and try to get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1995. There you go. Okay, so Dallas in that one laying the seven points. Mac, what do you got going on? You just mentioned the promotion for the for the college football title game. What else you got going on at Gallery Furniture? Lots of new furniture came in for New Year, January clearance sale, lots of specials on all different types of furniture, lots of solid wood furniture like the beautiful Yellowstone collection named after the old so popular television show. Solid wood furniture made in America style, rustic style like Yellowstone is. We've got that at 30% off when you buy a group. So come on out for bargains everywhere and get that furniture delivered free, free, free today. All right, there you go. So if you're jonesing for some Yellowstone, because the season just ended, mid-season finale was this past weekend, go get yourself some Yellowstone furniture out of Gallery Furniture, I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker. Mac, good luck on all the picks this week. We'll talk next week. Go Frogs. Thanks, Sean.
All right, thank you, Mac. Good stuff. Go Frogs. Mac, he's got – Ravel laid it out yesterday. Mac's, Mac's heavily invested in those uh, TCU Horn Frogs, a few million bucks. But the good news is you can profit from that. You can, you can ride with Mac on that, uh, on that pick of Horn Frogs on the money line. Double your money back if the, uh, if the Frogs win against uh, Georgia on, uh, on Monday in the college football championship game. So get on out there to Gallery Furniture – um, today, get out there today and get your furniture and get in on the uh, the big promotion that if uh, TCU is able to win that game on Monday, your furniture is not only free, 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 you get double your money back from Gallery Furniture. And he mentioned the Yellowstone Furniture as well. They've got that whole all-new collection of solid wood, rustic furniture from the Yellowstone TV show. TV show is done for a while, but you can still go get the furniture based on the show uh, made right here in America. So go see the beautiful collection, solid wood coffee tables, tables and chairs, entertainment centers, Bedroom furniture, uh, dining room furniture, and you buy it, and you can get it delivered free tonight when you head out to Gallery Furniture, I-45 North, between Tidwell and Parker. Up next, we know the openings right now in the NFL. Will the Texans be one of them? And could we see a surprise? Who are the other openings that we might see come Black Monday this week? That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a Miller Lite football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you on a football Friday. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. Right now, there are three openings. There's three teams currently being coached by interim head coaches in the NFL. Carolina. Coached by Steve Wilkes, Indianapolis, coached by Jeff Saturday, <laughs> and Denver, coached by their analytics nerd. I forget his name. 
but he's their he's like their Ernie Adams, the you know the guy that tells Belichick what to do all the time. Yeah, he's that that's who their head coach is right now in Denver because the defensive coordinator wanted that's nothing right. to do he with the job. He wouldn't accept the yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. So that's, those um those are the three. Yeah, yeah. So um. Ben, do we have the Boomer Jerry Rosberg, Sean. Is that his name, Jerry Rosberg? Do we have the Boomer yeah. Sports Minute, Ben? Because here, Seth, I want to see if you agree with these percentages on potential job openings and the chances of these interim head coaches landing these jobs. This was Boomer Esiason a little bit earlier today laying out the coaching landscape heading into the offseason. This is Boomer Science with an Odyssey Sports Minute. Man, I hate doing this, but Black Monday is approaching, and here's how I handicap the head coach firing odds. Denver interim coach Jerry Rosberg appears 100% likely to be replaced. Now, Carolina's interim Steve Wilkes is a 90% goner, and Indy interim Jeff Saturday is at 85%. Remember, he's buddies with Jim Hearsay. Arizona's Cliff Kingsbury at 75%, and Houston's Lovey Smith seems to be a 50-50 shot at the moment. I'm Boomer Science. Okay, so there you go. All right, so so I, I, I tend to agree with him on all those interims. I don't think... I don't think any of them are getting the job. <laughs> well, the fifteen percent uh, chance of Jeff Saturday staying seems extremely Feels steep. High. <laughs> yes. It was. I mean, I, it, we had a stat earlier that we found yesterday where Jeff Saturday has the worst of like the last nine interim coaches. He's got by far the worst record. Um, he's the only one of the nine who've coached eight or more games, or will have coached eight or more games, who's got a worse record than the guy they replaced. Yeah, yeah. That's um I feel like that's a little bit of a slanted stat because if a guy's been if a guy gets fired with eight or more games remaining in the season, it's a pretty bad situation. So I feel like it's and like and it's the worst of it. You know how like with O'Brien that year he got fired. The the schedule couldn't have been any harder to start out. Yeah. It was that's I mean, true. like O'Brien screwed up, but he started off with an onslaught of now, if he had bolstered the defense at all in the offseason, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. Still be the coach, much. maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's a little slanted. The fact that teams are outscoring Jeff Saturday's Colts 97-9 to in the fourth quarter yeah, that's bad. Is, is not a good thing. It's not ideal. I think that's the, – uh, this is not a scrappy bunch that's keeping it close in the fourth quarter. Um, except for the <laughs> oh. Vikings, where it was close, kind of because because they blew such a huge lead. They did, the and had, the Cowboys yeah. game was close, but they gave up thirty three points in the fourth quarter. That's right. Like yeah. literally yeah. gave up thirty three points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the other two, so those I agree with on Boomer that that the three interims right now, Carolina, Indy, Denver, they're all going to go in a different direction this off season. The other two that he mentions in that sports minute were Cliff Kingsbury. He makes a seventy five percent chance. Of being replaced. Do you have King? Yeah. Do you think Kingsbury? Does that sound about right to you? A seventy-five percent chance of being fired? Yeah, I think that man. Um, at some point here, between Steve Kime, the GM, who just mysteriously took a leave of absence during the season, in the middle of the season, your GM steps away for whatever reason. Cliff Kingsbury's, you know. All the things that you would have expected, I guess, to happen with Cliff Kingsbury where, okay, it doesn't look like they've got all that tight of <laughs> – they're not all that tightly run of an organization. Um, the offense looks a lot like a college offense. The quarterback hasn't progressed much beyond, uh, you know, the the level of quarterbacking from college. All those things would – if I were an owner, I'd be wondering, like, why is this guy again? Like, okay, I guess he's got – He's got some kind of Zoomer appeal, but other than that, I'm not getting it or seeing it. So, no, it's time to move on. Yeah. 
Um, I think yeah, seventy five percent. Put it this and, way: if I could bet on that, I'd bet on it for sure. Yeah, if you want to look, maybe it's Kyler Murray's fault that mm-hmm. Kyler Murray isn't progressing. But you got to try something. If if you're going to try to make it work with Kyler Murray, it can't just be that old definition of insanity of you know basically doing the same thing. He hasn't shown progress as a quarterback with Cliff Kingsbury. He's the same guy he was his rookie year when it comes to being an NFL passer. Yeah, well, no, that's and that's truly a situation. I mean, the cliche that gets thrown around is, well, you can't fire the players, so you got to fire the coach. You can't fire Kyler Murray. You gave him a huge contract. Right. Like you can't, you cannot. It's it's mathematically virtually impossible to move on from Kyler Murray at this juncture. Um, 50-50 on Lovey Smith, Boomer said. I feel like it's greater than 50% that Lovey Smith is gone. What about you? Not too much greater, um, just because I know it's, uh, it's folly to try to handicap what the Texans are going to do. Sure. And I don't even mean that in a negative way. It's, it's they've, um, they've thrown a few unorthodox moves our way, and... It's not not that it would be unorthodox to keep Lovey. It's just that he was hired in kind of a desperation crunch of a situation. So he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt there. And and you know what I mean? Like I think I think sometimes we look at this as well, Lovey's you know, Lovey might not be to blame, but he wasn't hired for the right purposes and it's time to move on. I at some point it It'll probably it'll be time to move on, but is it right now, or does the team look at it like, well, yeah, we hired him knowing that we were in this massive turnaround, and we planned on maybe it working out, but if not, then he was going to get at least two years. So is it is it another year of of, of perhaps, especially if they don't feel good about the quarterbacks yes. in the draft? That that's you know? where that's where the outcome of the game this weekend could factor in in some way. Where the different if they really like, let's pretend they really like Bryce Young, Seth. And, and yeah. Bryce Young is a consensus number one right now. And so, I mean, I'm kind of going a little far with the hypothetical here. But let's pretend they really like Bryce Young. But they win the game this weekend. So they're not inclined to trade up to get Bryce Young. They're just going to stay at two or maybe try to move back. Right. Which would mean that it probably is another year where you're fortifying the roster and it's going to be finding a quarterback in, in 2024 instead. So mm-hmm. in a weird way, like... I don't know what the percentage chance of what I'm talking about here is actuality. Like, probably 10%. Who knows? But if they really like Bryce Young, and you feel the only way we can get Bryce Young is with the number one overall pick, and then they go out and win this week, and then they don't have the number one overall pick, that might save Lovey's job. You know? He might save his job by winning the game this weekend and picking two instead of one. Who knows? I think that, I think that right now it very much feels like, my God, just do something, get a damn quarterback, what, like, just give the fans something to latch on to. There are a good chunk of fans who feel like, okay, wait, let's let's wait. We're not ready for a quarterback. Those are, I think, if either one of those sides, people are thinking mostly with their heads uh, about what they want for their team. If the side that wants a quarterback doesn't get a quarterback, but then they draft a stud edge rusher um, or, I think, really a stud wide receiver – I think they can talk themselves into it, and and on, well, and you can get because you got two first round picks. Maybe yeah. you trade down, if, especially if you trade down from number one or number two, and you end up with three first round picks. It's then it then people start to think about the excitement of all that talent coming out of the roster, yes. and that maybe you feel like okay, wow, you know, if they can win six or seven games next year, then either they trade up for a quarterback or they go after a guy in a trade or something, a, a veteran player that I feel like people. People 
Even though it doesn't feel like it right now, trust me, people, I know you. I know you better than you know yourselves. You'll talk yourself into it between the draft and August. And then, oh, yeah. And then, and then by, the, by December, you'll want yep. everybody fired again. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. But you'll feel good about it for a few short months. That's it. Yes. You'll have hope for a little bit. Um, so I think Houston and Arizona, I think, are favored to fire their coach, which would make it five openings. We know there's always more than five openings every year. So that means there's going to be a few wild cards. Let me bounce a few teams off you, Seth. You tell me what the chances are, you think, of these teams firing their head coach. Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski. I think there's a chance. I'm hoping for that. What's that? I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I think uh, I just I check in with Cleveland. There were when I was doing my research for the Browns Texans game, I ran across a few like writers and YouTube people that I kind of like. So I've been checking in on them a little bit, and uh, there's a lot of people wondering like, okay, do we uh, if we're paying Deshaun Watson all this money, is it really best to have this? offense that puts him under center all the time and seems to be a little bit stodgy in a lot of ways they're uh they're talking themselves into hey deshaun needs to live in the gun baby let and, uh, deshaun yeah. cook yes yes <laughs> let deshaun cook yes yes and i wonder how much of brown's ownership is either hearing or feeling that as well and especially if maybe it comes from the people in deshaun's camp yeah you know yeah oh uh, I yeah don't, yeah, I think Deshaun and Mulligetta could easily get Kevin Stefanski fired. This last week's improved performance out of Deshaun, and then maybe this last game probably might matter a lot for Kevin Stefanski's career hopes. Dude, I love that Pittsburgh is playing for something. Pittsburgh always plays hard, but I love because that's who Cleveland plays this weekend in yeah. Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh is the win in their in of those three eight and eight teams. Like they're the ones that control their destiny. I got to look that up because there's three eight and eight teams: Steelers, Patriots. And the uh, Dolphins are all eight and eight. I got to see which one controls their own destiny, but they're they they're gonna get they're gonna get Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. It's gonna be fun. Couple more teams, Las Vegas. Could they fire Josh McDaniels after one year? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, um, and I think also, especially look, I, I think David Carr is clearly or uh, Derek Carr has clearly been, you know, painted as the Scapegoat. problem there in a lot of ways. Yep. Yeah, like even though Derek Carr has never had much of a defense on the other side of him. I think he's been an okay quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I think the the benching of Derek Carr was the biggest indication that Josh McDaniels is safe. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, next one. Do you Are you buying any of the smoke out of Miami that if they lose this weekend to the Jets that Stephen Ross is going to clean house with everybody? Uh, I think the person most at risk of losing their job is Tua Tungabailoa. Okay. Another scapegoat. Unless Mike McDaniels. Unless Mike McDaniel's, well, scapegoat, but also is just like can't stay healthy. Yeah, hasn't been. Yeah, honestly, the Texans broke him. It's one thing the Texans can be proud of this year. He's been completing like fifty percent of his passes since the Texans got him benched for protective purposes Dude. in the second half of their game. Don't so bring that there up. we go. We accomplished something. <sighs> we popped the bubble that was Tua Tungavailoa. Lovey's going to hear that and bring it up at the press conference today. As, you know, I look, got, as I look back is, at the season. Is Tua Tungavailoa a mess of a human being at a quarterback right now? I think he is. Answer's yes. Answer's yes. Did we break Tua Tungavailoa in week 12? Did we? Yeah, the answer's yes to that. We broke Tua Tungavailoa. <laughs> uh, Washington. Is Ron Rivera in trouble? Before you answer that question, I will remind you that he was unaware of Washington's playoff permutations and possibilities last week. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? 
We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, so then you guys are eliminated. Oh, oh. I got a lot of people asking, <laughs> was 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 Ron oh. Rivera being sarcastic there? Like, oh, oh, hmm. Oh, we can? Oh, good question, kid. I don't think Rivera's got sarcastic. I don't bag. think I think he truly didn't know. You know, I, like I don't know, I'm trying to think back to various Ron sarcastic uh, Ron sarcastic. They call him River, Riverboat Ron sarcastic. They call <laughs> No, I'm trying to think back times to times that Riverboat Ron has uh, has been sarcastic Snarky, or, or yeah. even funny or anything. I think he's a pretty vanilla guy. I think he's too. Um by the way, Tuatunga Vailoa since the Texans broke him in the last four games, mm-hmm. he has completed 52.6% of his passes for six touchdowns and five interceptions. It's really bad in this day and age. Yeah. He's, he's been awful. You can get yeah. away with a six to five touchdown to interception ratio if it's, you know, the, the Nixon administration, you know, the early 1970s. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but this, this day and age, and it has nothing to do with who the president is, people. I was just merely bringing up a. A specific era on the calendar. Um, those are four. Those are four losses, by the way, everybody. Four losses. Is Rivera safe? Have, is Rivera safe in Washington? Oh yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, he has. No, he has. Right, because um, because the, there's a good chance Washington's selling the team. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't know about that. Somebody had a good conspiracy theory, which is that because the Snyders are consulting with Bank of America, and Bank of America is a lender, not an investment banker, that. You know, like you wouldn't be working with Bank of America if you're getting ready to sell. You work with an investment banker that helps you figure out valuation and all that stuff. So, um, the Washington might be staying under the thumb of uh, Dan Snyder's wife, supposedly. Uh, but puppet regime. <laughs> is, there, is there a bigger open mockery of the intelligence of? fans right now than than the NFL claiming that Dan Snyder's I, not in charge honestly, of Honestly, I, I would love to think of one. I can't think of one right now. <laughs> like, it's a joke. It's such a Especially joke. because he's been showing up, apparently, at various things. Yeah. So, I, so the... I don't know if it's so certain that, that Washington is going to sell, but there is a chance that they do, which makes Ron Rivera safe. Because yeah. you want the new owner to be able to hire the coach instead of being stuck with Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Buddy Hackett would have done a better job. Buddy Hackett would have been a better coach than Nathaniel. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. Hey, one of those teams we just mentioned who needs to win this weekend took it to an extreme as to what they're doing to try to get their team focused for their game this weekend. We'll we'll tell you. I'll bounce this off of Seth and see if this is going to be the cure-all for this team's problems. That is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
It's a Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Consensus on the text page seems to be, oh, no, no. Andre needs to go in himself, and then JJ can go in. And I think a lot of that, we were talking, for those who missed it, we were talking, we were playing some of the Andre Johnson audio from yesterday, talking about him being a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Seth brought up Leroy Selman from the Buccaneers as sort of a comp, best player, best Best early player in if in an expansion franchise's history, and it took Leroy Selman seven tries to get in. If it took Andre yeah. seven tries, he would probably go in with J.J. Watt in 2028. Yeah, and, but we don't um, want that. I don't. Th- I didn't want to entertain that for one little heartbeat. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're on on board with that because I th- I've, I was I think you and I kind of have different worldviews uh, or disagree on. Uh, gimmicky promotional type of things uh, for meaningful inductions. Because I know that you you were kind of in favor of like, hey, have J.J. come in. Uh, if J.J. is going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor next year, have him do it at the Steelers game because his brothers will be there. And I said, yeah, along with 60,000 Steelers fans if the team isn't good. <laughs> so I, I feel like uh, I would rather do it. I'd rather do it when they're, fa- they're playing the Jaguars or something. Sorry, I'm trying to make things easy on the Watt family. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They haven't figured out yet how to balance having sons on different NFL teams. <laughs> I know, teams. I know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Boy, uh, the Steelers fans are going to politely give JJ a huge ovation out of respect to TJ and Derek. See, sure, so. I think, but there I think go. a lot of Texan fans would hang on to their tickets for that game. I think it's a way to actually keep Steeler fans. Out of NRG Stadium. That's true. I was surprised. There were actually more people that came for the Browns game. And then um, on the other games recently, I was kind of surprised that a lot of people said they were there specifically for the uh, the significance of the moment. I don't know. But I'm trying to think. I mean, they played certainly Kansas. certainly wasn't the Chiefs game. No, God. <laughs> well, <laughs> if they were saying that, they didn't live up to it. <laughs> they were saying it, and then they woke up Sunday morning, and they're like, eh. <laughs> Just kidding. That place, I thought I was at a Cornhuskers game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so text text message. Uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Trailer wheel and frame. Six, uh, 9469. Do the Texans have a Hall of Famer right now? Yes, his name's Ed Reed. He was a Texan. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. He went in as a Texan. <laughs> right. In our minds. He said, uh, he said we'll give you the $50,000 back. How awesome would it be if it was actually like... Well, it was like Cal McNair that actually took that fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> like, like, Dad, like I got driver, part of it back. He saw Ed walking into a, walking into some store, and Cal's like, "This son of a bitch!" I was gonna <laughs> smashed it and took took his satchel. <laughs> Only four million nine hundred fifty thousand dollars to go to get our guaranteed money back. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Oh my god, um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, you know. Well, there's Warren Moon. There's there's Mike Munchak. There's uh, there's Elvis Texans, Japan. not Titans. There's, uh, Robert Brazil, Earl Campbell. Man, you know the uh, well, Curly Culp. Gosh, the Oilers. Uh, Oilers are good. Yeah, I got yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, all right, Seth. So oh, I forgot, yeah, sorry, I didn't say Ken Houston, did I? My God. Yep. Yep. Got a lot of Hall of Famers. A lot of Hall of Famers. So I, we mentioned this in the previous segment. The Dolphins. There's at least some rumor that the Dolphins higher ups could be in trouble. Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, the GM. I don't know who Josh Boyers is, but he got thrown into this thing. Armando Salguero, who writes for OutKick but is based out of Miami, said that if the Dolphins lose to the Jets and miss the playoffs this weekend, that 
Stephen Ross could clean house. Everybody's job, if the Dolphins go from 8-3, and three, which they were after beating the Texans, to 8-9, and nine, and they're not in the playoffs, everybody's job is at risk. So, Seth, you tell me if this is a proportional response by the Miami Dolphins as to get focused, you know, with the purpose of getting focused on the game this yeah. weekend against the Jets. This comes from somebody by the name of David Ferrones, who is the Dolphins beat reporter for the Sun Sentinel. He's a Miami alum. He said this yesterday. The Miami Dolphins ping pong table has been removed from the heart of the team's locker room ahead, oh, no. of, the, ahead of the week 18 finale versus the Jets with a playoff spot potentially on the line. So... No ping pong in the locker room. Oh, no! Yeah. Who is the most recent person to do this? It was the Bill. It was a Bills coach, right? Wasn't there a Bills coach that came in and got who replaced Rex Ryan? Uh, oh, is it Doug, Doug Marone? Marone? Yeah, that yeah, sounds Doug like a Marone Marone's, thing. Yes, Doug Marone feels a hundred percent like a guy who would remove the ping pong table. I don't remember that, like but it's doing something. Yes, it passes the smell <laughs> test for sure. For sure. I says so. There's something a, about rem, removing the ping pong table. That yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Before you guys were all about ping pong, <laughs> now you're going to be all about football. Now you're about Zach Wilson beating him up. Um, this is so silly to me. <laughs> now in week 18, it's as if to say, like this is a, as it turns out, this has actually been the reason why we've been losing these games recently. Is we've been oh. having bracket style ping pong tournaments every week. You know what? I apologize, Sean. You know who's an idiot? Who? You. Why? And me. Why? You know who removed that that pool table from the Bills locker room? Is it the Texans? Sold it at auction. Oh. It was Sean McDermott. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's tough to argue. Now they haven't made it to an AFC title game or anything like that since McDermott got there, have they? I don't think they have. Um, yeah, they've sucked. So yeah, they're um, terrible. The Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Florida. Uh, they they also got rid of video games from the locker room. The Bills Sean or the McDermott Dolphins. Said, What's that? The Bills or the Dolphins? The Bills. Oh, the Bills did, yeah. This is a business we talk about, and you've heard me say before, earning the right to win. Now, this is the issue, though. And this is the issue. Sean McDermott, like any substitute teacher or any teacher who's listening right now instead of teaching his kids because he's so sick of teaching, and I get it, um, any teacher will tell you, you got to come in hard, and then you loosen up later on. If you come in tough, and then you loosen up, They'll love you for it. If you come in loosey-goosey and then all of a sudden try to be the hard ass, they will assassinate you. Um, and I'm talking about kings and or social studies teachers. Right. They will literally assassinate you. Yes. So uh, Mike McDaniel trying to all of a sudden act like he's Sean McDermott or something, this will not go well. Not this, after four losses. This is, this is going to be met with a whole lot of eye rolling. It will. This, yeah. is a, this is a great observation by you because I don't know that there's any coach. There, there were 10 new coaches in this hiring cycle. I don't know that any coach got more love for his player friendliness than Mike or McDaniel. Tyreek Hill said he had to carry his, his testicles in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, this, this is a great observation because Mike McDaniel – has been the opposite of that. You know, joking around in press conferences, giving two of the pep talk every day. Now, the, the fact of the matter is Brian Flores might have been a miserable human being towards Tua, so Tua may have needed some of that. But you're right. Like, is there a coach? Is there a new? Is there a first-year head coach in this hiring cycle that's going to have a harder time, you know, just kind of cracking down on his team than Mike McDaniel? 
Mike McDaniel is what we always knew he was, Sean. He is the um, really fun, really fun and funny kid who the hot girl looks at as her platonic friend. And uh, I think this is when he realizes, like, oh, crap. I've been wasting all my time with this hot girl, and now she's going to kick me to the curb. I love that. Son of a bitch. Dude, you're having a great, you're having a great segment right now. Just keep it going, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike McDaniel. So we're moving the ping pong table. You know who has uh, the other notoriously upbeat and positive guy that always comes to mind is Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley was, remember how super positive he was? He was so positive to the point that when, when Coughlin came back and took over as president, people in Jacksonville were ecstatic to have Grumpy Tom back. They're like, oh, finally. Yeah. Finally, somebody that's somebody we're going to despise after a year or two because at least he's got some, some semblance of structure and discipline. Uh, yeah, I, I worry about that with with Sean uh, Mike McDaniel. Did you have a certain type of coach you liked playing for when it came to a personality style? I I liked um, like anybody that wasn't about all the BS. Yeah, and I think that Capers and Kubiak were both that. They just they didn't really want to waste a whole lot of energy on acting like they think a coach is supposed how if they think a coach is supposed to act. Coughlin was hard because. The thing that makes Coughlin effective is he's almost like Steve Jobs. Like you hear all these stories about Steve Jobs, where basically his his expectations were so high that they would never ever be surpa- uh, like met, and yet somehow you desperately wanted to meet those expectations, mm-hmm. and because of that, people end up exceeding everybody else's expectations. So that was Coughlin. Like it was it was almost like you're um, like you have a disapproving father that you just. Like you, you hate him, but you want to prove him wrong so yeah. bad that you're going to give him exactly what he wants. Totally. You know, like, and, uh, so that was Coughlin. So it was it. You know, like he, you, you hated him, but you also knew he was good for you. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. All right, up next, we're doing a little later than normal today, but we're going to do it right now. Five reasons I hate you. The last NFL version of it for the 2022 season. Five reasons I hate you. Indianapolis edition is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.